getting a lot of calls about this upcoming forecast and what it means to the emerged crop, soybeans especially. Depending on what forecast you have or looking at, temperatures could dip as low as 28 all the way to 33 degrees. Here our Hayworth forecast is for a low of 31 degrees Friday night or Saturday morning. I'm not that concerned about a frost. Both beans and corn will be able to handle your garden version of a frost. Beans are usually better equipped to handle a frost than the uh, corn that's emerged. They have the corn will blow off at the ground uh, with the frost and it'll have to start to rebuild from there. Soybeans that are beyond the cotyledon stage moving into that V1, V2, they'll pick up some leaf damage from a frost, but they should recover fairly quickly. What really concerns me is a freeze for a prolonged period, and we're talking more than an hour. I asked Thomas, our weather wizard here, to dig up a dig into this forecast and uh, give us his take on it. He believes this forecast is a considerable threat for a number of reasons besides temperature. First is the time frame. It's forecasted to hit bottom and stay there from midnight to 4 a.m. If this is the case, it would make it more than just a flash freeze and it would put more than just a low ground in trouble. Second is a lack of wind. Thomas said that while wind on Friday will be above 20 miles per hour at times, during the freeze threat, it'll drop to two or three miles per hour. In a frost event, if we have a breeze, we tend to fare better. Only the rows that uh, are out there next to the grass on the headland and stuff tend to get hit where the grass stops the air from flowing through or if you're running your row cleaners too aggressive and you kind of plow a furrow and your beans are sitting down into that residue and soil and there's blocking the breeze they're the ones that tend to get hit but without a breeze it ups the risk the third factor is the predicted cloud cover again cloud cover during the day on friday will be upwards in that 40% range, but at the freeze threat, it'll only be 2%. So put this cocktail together, a four hour freeze window, lack of wind, clear skies, makes this a real threat. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being the worst, we're gonna call this a seven. Let's break it down in the best case scenario versus a worst case for both corn and beans. Best case scenario, this forecast is off by three or four degrees to the warm side. Thread is thwarted and we're on back to worrying about normal farming practices and this darn virus. Worst case scenario forecast is right or off three to four degrees to the lower side. All the corn that is up will be blowed off at the ground and it'll need to rebuild from there. The biggest corn I've seen is only V1. Most corn is safe up through V4 before we worry about becoming wrapped up in the dead tissue and causing problems. Corn that is not out of the ground yet, I believe will be okay. Here in Illinois, due to the fact that our soils are wet enough, this <clears throat> freeze won't penetrate below the ground. For you guys in Iowa, 
who are dry and looking for water, this could be a problem if corn sprouts are within a half inch of the surface. Dry soil will allow the freeze to go deeper and you have the possibility of damaging the spike causing the corn to leaf out underground. We dealt with that here in 2012 in a number of fields. So scouts stay on top of this. There's nothing you can do to stop it, but you want to make the right call on the other side of this. When it comes to soybeans, anything's not up, it's going to be okay. The hypocotyls and the cotyledons are the tough part. They can handle frost better than corn. Any plants past the cotyledon stage, they will have leaf injury. All of this is kind of cosmetic if the first node survives, which is the cotyledon node. We can rebuild the plant from there. You'll know in less than 24 hours if the corn's been hit. First it'll turn dark green and then it'll wilt and get pale. With beans, you'll know in the first 24 to 48 hours if you have damage, but it'll take five or six days before we can really assess how bad it is. Some plants will die quickly, but others will just take a pause. We need to wait for new growth on that first node to know if we're in the clear. It'll take a little time for the plant to recover and start to push out new growth. Fields that are showing PPO damage are going to be more susceptible and require a closer eye by the scouts. I would tap the brake on any rotary hoeing before and shortly after this cold event. Keep that soil crust in place beforehand to hold the heat and the plants are going to become brittle on the backside. So let's just be a little bit careful if we're thinking about rotary hoeing some of these fields. With the wheat fields, we'll need to wait another five days and start splitting stems and look at those heads for damage. I hope this is not setting us up for another Mother's Day massacre. My advice is to check the dog's water bowl Saturday morning. If it's frozen, we're screwed. Another area of concern is the slow pace this crop is taking to emerge. Now we need to remember plants grow by GDUs, not days of the week. What we see is a five day period, a plant may see is a half a day. While both corn and beans are coming up slow, some fields, it's the corn that kind of we have to keep a closer eye on when we're talking about emergence. Talking with the grower the other day and he said from the road he was happy until he did the stand counts and he was frustrated too many plants were missing. Had him digging in the blank areas and some of that seed is dead, but a number of those seeds are just slow to emerge. But if you look at those seeds, you realize a high percentage of them were planted spiked down. Now, usually it takes about 24 to 48 hours longer to emerge under good conditions if the seed is planted spiked down. We have to make that turn around the seed and then head back to the surface. But 24 to 48 hours, it keeps the seed close enough to the other plants within the row and it's usually not a problem. But in a spring like this, it could take a week for that spike to make the turn around that plant and come back to the surface. And it could be a week behind the other plants. And that will affect the ear size. When we talk about uh, planting in cold soils, one of the risks is losing the ear, not the plant, but the ear on your spike down 
kernels. Scouts, you need to detail emergence in every field, do stand counts on every variety, so, there, so there's no surprises out here when we get done. We need to get these beans up and going. We are possibly going to miss the window to get early flowering. While we're not getting many GDUs per day, the nights are getting shorter every day. We need size of these beans if we want to get them to flower early on the front side of the solstice. If you remember our April planted plots last year, they didn't come up until May 15th. The group four beans didn't flower before the solstice. The other group twos and threes did, but we did not get enough growth on those beans to make that happen. So some of our full season beans may not get enough growth to trigger flowering, even though they were planted in April. If this is so, would early planted be considered a swing and a miss, especially with this weekend's forecast? It may be, but you have to get up to the plate if you want to hit the ball, much less a home run. You take all the precautions you can, picking the fields best suited uh, for early planting. You use full seed treatments on the beans to make sure you can protect them against weather like this, and then you let the chips fall where they may. The temperatures do look to improve next week, so maybe we can get this train moving down the tracks. In the meantime, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, and we'll talk to you on the other side of this frost threat. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.